Amen. Thank you, Iris. Thank you, Brother Scott. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the testimony of the instruments that is well with our souls. How we pray that today every person in this room can say it is well with my soul because Jesus has saved me. We thank you for victory in knowing Jesus. We thank you for the calm assurance. This is what we, this is what we need and this is what we desire. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. And because of that, it is well with our souls. We pray, Lord, today for this time we have in your word as we come to this part of worship. We ask that you might help us to put aside the distractions. We have, all of us are very busy. We're moving, we're going, we're, we're moving at, at a high rate of speed. And so here we are, we, we can pause now for a few minutes. We can look at your word and again here and learn about the great promises of blessed assurance in knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. We pray for our Cuba team as they are there carrying out mission and work in that very hard place. We pray for them today. Bless them in their efforts. We pray that you might help them to know exactly what to do to encourage the pastors and the churches there who are under great stress and trouble. We pray, Lord, also that you would be with those in our family, our church family who have had to say goodbye for a while to those who they, they love who are in heaven today. We pray for them. We pray for them for them as they seek to recover and think about these days. May we be close to them and minister to them as you give us wisdom. And then help all of us today that we might truly thank you for another day of life, that we might use this day to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. So bless now our time in your word for just a little while and thank you for the fellowship we have together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, good morning. I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you. If you're a guest with us, a welcome. Please, uh, Brother Todd mentioned to you this morning what we'd like for you to do. Let us know how we can help you get to know our church. First John chapter number five is where I'd like for you to take your Bibles and look with me. We've been in the, we've been in the letter of first John for a long time. And we've been talking about this very important principle, this essential principle for everyone here uh, to know, and that is that you can have 100% certainty that when you die, you'll go to heaven. How do you do that? By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and being saved. So I have asked uh, repeatedly, time after time, week after week, uh, and, and I want to ask again today, are you personally, one, if you're listening to us online, God bless you, we miss you, we pray for those of you who cannot be with us but we're glad you're joining us and with us in spirit. Are you 100% certain that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? You must be able to answer yes. Yes, uh, Pastor Mike. I'm 100% certain that when I die, I'd go to heaven, not because I'm a good person, not because I come from a good family, but because I have repented of my sins and I have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I have confessed him as Lord and I believe God raised him from the dead and I am saved. Well, with that, there comes a flood of wonderful assurance to our lives. And so for um, many months now, we've looked through 1 John together at all the wonderful verses that John gives us, uh, the Apostle John gives us about what we can know. 
And that is what we can be assured of. And I hope that you have learned some things together if you've walked with me through this time. And if you're a guest with us again and you're joining us, that's what we're talking about today. Assurance of safety and protection bring peace of mind, don't they? We, we think about all kinds of ways that we, we work on safety matters and safety issues and, and uh, protection. Peace of mind comes and assurance of peace of mind comes as we are assured of safety and protection. Well, today we talk about the wonderful, wonderful truth of the, of the assurance of Jesus Christ, God's Son, our guardian. I'm using the word guardian today because he is our guardian. He is the one who guards us as we live in this world and we deal with, our, with the world and also with the evil one. So before we get to it, let's read 1 John chapter 5, beginning in verse uh, number 18. Verse 18 and 19 tell us two things that we can know, that we can be assured of. We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he, and this is with a capital letter of the uppercase H in the New American Standard, he, that is Jesus Christ, who was born of God, that is, he was the begotten one, the only begotten Son of God, keeps him, small h, lowercase h, that is us who are believers. And the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Now, Heavenly Father, for these two simple truths, but yet profound truths, help us today to understand them. And may today we truly leave this place celebrating, rejoicing in the victory that is ours because of the permanent protection and guardianship of the Lord Jesus Christ over our lives. Bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. So our focal truth today is, as I've already said, assurance of salvation is Jesus, the Son of God's guardianship of the believer. Assurance of salvation is Jesus, the Son of God's guardianship of the believer. What's Peter say? You've returned to the shepherd of your soul. What did the Lord say? The, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. We have one. Today we exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, because he is our guardian and our protector. He is the one who keeps us safe from the evil one. And he is the one who helps us live as we should live and protects us as we walk our way through this world. I like what one preacher said, the child of God may fall into sin, but not continue in it. That's so true. That's what John is saying. We know that no one who is born of God sins. You see, the child of God may fall into sin, and we do. John has said earlier in this letter, he has written these things to us in Scripture so that we might not sin. But if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You see, now you overcome sin. Now you're an overcomer. The old preacher said, the child of God may fall into sin, but not continue in it, because he, the child of God, is not under the dominion of sin. Yes, praise God. You've been set free. You are now new in Christ. The bondage is over. 
to the old way of living and you now follow Jesus. And yet we have an enemy in this world I want to talk about with you for a moment. A real enemy. A real enemy. And as one preacher said, though, he is a malignant foe. That is the devil. Though he is a malignant foe, he has a there is one for the child of God who is his vigilant guardian. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. You are guarded. You are protected. You are safe in Jesus Christ. So there are three observations that I want us to see today. In a world where people are concerned about protection and safety. That's the big issue, isn't it? Everyone wants to talk about safety. Well, we learn here from these three, uh, these, these two verses, these three things. Number one, believers know, believers know. Everyone who is a follower of Jesus in this room, uh, we, we read way back in uh, earlier days, First um, John chapter 2, that you who are believers have received an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all. You see, this is, you now have knowledge of God, and you have assurance that goes with the knowledge of God. That's this knowing. So first of all, believers know that the truths of Jesus, the Son of God, protect them from a lifestyle of sinfulness. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Secondly, believers know that Jesus is the Son of God and that He guards them from the evil one. If you're not informed about that, that's what I want to do today. Is remind you of the one who guards you. The one who protects you. The one who keeps you. Until you go to heaven and then, praise God, we're kept by Him forever and ever. Hallelujah. And then finally, believers know they are children of God in a world controlled by the evil one. So here we are. We're in this world again another day. We have the opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus and to glorify God with our, with our bodies. So how do we do it? Well, we remember who we are in a world that is controlled by the evil one. So we talk today much about the world and about this evil one. And because of the world and the nature of the world and also because of our enemy, the evil one, we need to understand the sources of our protection. Let's get to it. First of all, something that might surprise you here. There are some differences, and I don't want to get in the weeds on this. There are some differences in the way various Bible translations uh, translate verse 18 uh, I, I'm, I read from the New American Standard. I really do believe that the translators uh, put this in the way that is easiest for us to understand it from the original language. We know that no one who is born of God sins. That is, we don't practice sinfulness as a lifestyle. We're saved. We fall into sin, as I said. But he, that is, the Lord Jesus, who is the only begotten of the Father. He is the Son of God. He is the eternal Son of God. He keeps him. He keeps the believer. He protects the believer. And the evil one does not touch him. So as we think about the Lord Jesus and his protection over us, what about his words? I want to spend just a moment encouraging you so that you might always spend your time in the right place in your Bibles. All of God's word matters. All of God's word is inspired. All of God's word is without error. But oh, these blessed red letter words to us that are found in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're words that deserve every believer in this room lingering over them. I'm, talk, I'm using my words very specifically. 
Now, these words that the Lord Jesus gives us in the Gospels are for you and I to linger over as his followers. If I say, and we say as a church, we're going to follow Jesus, that means we're going to live by his truths, by what he has said to us in his word. And the Lord Jesus has promised to us these words that would give us life. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. As you understand and come to know the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, and of course the rest of God's word, it sets you free. It's like the light comes on. You see things you've never seen before. You recognize that that certain way that you talk, you shouldn't talk that way anymore. You begin to realize as you look at the word of God that these are the kinds of people you should not run with and associate with. As you look at the Word of God, you begin to see that there are new relationships God's given you in the family of God. As you look at God's Word, you see that, there are, that you're a new person, that you have new desires, and that the old way of living, the old sinful way of living doesn't matter to you as much. Oh, the Word of God is so rich for us, and the truth of God's Word and the truths of the Lord Jesus will set you free. The words of the Lord Jesus cleanse us from our sin, when uh, the disciples were with the Lord Jesus at the end, when he was preparing for the cross, he said to them something strange. He said, uh, you are already clean because of my word. I say it to the followers of Jesus in this room. You are already clean because of the word of God given to us in Jesus Christ. He said, you are already, you are already clean because of my word, which I have spoken to you. Do not mistake this fact that the words of the Lord Jesus Christ have power. They are the words that will save us and they are the words that will condemn those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't overlook these words. Don't think that these are just simple words. These are the very words of God the Father given to us through God the Son so that we might know how to have eternal life, how to live to glorify God and to serve Jesus Christ. However, there is, there is, as some have translated this, that the believer keeps himself. Well, there is an idea that's true about this. Who, those of us who are followers of Jesus have the Holy Spirit of God to help us take God's word and protect ourselves uh, from sin. And listen, the word of God is the way you battle sin in your life. The word of God is the way you kill sin with the help of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, Romans 8, 13, if you live by the Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body. How's that done? Well, it's when I read the Word of God and I see these things that I'm not to do and I stop doing them. James said, put aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and receive the word of God with humility. Paul said, having these promises, 2 Corinthians 7, 1, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. You see, you take God's word and you clean your mind up. You clean up your emotions. You allow the word of God to, you allow the word of God to confront your negative, godless wicked emotions and desires. You take the word of God and you wash yourself clean. Having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit and perfect holiness 
in the fear of God. How do I perfect holiness in the fear of God? How do I live as a holy believer in Jesus? I take the word of God because the word of God is that which cleanses me. And especially the words of the Lord Jesus are these things that save me and make me better and protect me from my sinfulness. The Lord prayed it in his prayer for the disciples and for us. He says that the word of God sanctifies your mind. Look, unless you have a holy mind, you will not live a holy life. Unless you have a holy mind, that's right, you get rid of the corruption. You get rid of the corruption. When you have a holy mind, it leads to a holy life. The Lord Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. This was the prayer of the Lord Jesus, the continuing prayer that is answered by God the Father for every generation of believers. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. For their sake I sanctified myself that they also may be sanctified in the truth. You are made holy. You become a holy one. For God, because you have believed the truths of Jesus Christ and those truths have now become a form of protection to you. What does Paul say to us? Put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God to resist the devil and stand your ground and you have the shield of faith and you have the sword of the word of God. So we take the word of God and the truths of Jesus Christ the Son of God, protect us from a lifestyle of sinfulness. I was just thinking of an example I could give you quickly. I, I could linger here, but I have some other things to say. So what does the Lord say to us in that famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount? He says, uh, he says some, some things about worrying. That seems to be a popular issue among people in the church. It seems that there's a lot of hand-wringing that goes on in the church. It seems that we're all worried about one thing or another. How can we have a sanctified mind if we have a worried mind? How can we have a holy mind if our mind is filled with worry? And what does the Lord say? Don't worry. Your Father already knows what you have need of even before you pray. The Lord said, don't worry. So what do I do to protect myself from worry? I don't worry. I don't worry. I trust him. I trust him who has saved me and loves me because he knows what's best for me. Even if you think it's something bad. So the word of God is your blessed protection. The words of the Lord Jesus but there's more. Believers know that the Son of God guards them from the evil one. So let's go back to our text in verse number 18. We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he, that is Jesus Christ, who is the begotten, the eternally begotten Son of God, he keeps him. How does he keep us? Well, we know the example of him being our shepherd. He is the one who keeps us. This word, by the way, that is given here about the evil one not touching us. This word touch is actually in the original language, a word that means to hold or to grasp. The devil can't hold you anymore. The devil doesn't have hold of you anymore. You're born again. You now are a follower of Jesus Christ. The devil, what, the world, this time of the year, the, everybody wants to talk about evil and the devil like it's something really entertaining. 
They've forgotten that evil is real. You see, the world has been fooled. The world has been fooled. And I want to remind this church today that you have a real adversary. And it's not your neighbor who got over in your yard and did something bad. It's not someone who's mistreated you or abused you in this world, another human being. Your real, your, I'm talking to believers now, your real enemy, your permanent enemy, all the days of your life is the devil. Don't grin about it. Don't overlook it. Don't ignore this because it is to your own detriment that you overlook and dismiss this idea of the evil one and what he seeks to do among Christians today. Sometimes called the devil, sometimes called Satan. Sometimes the Lord Jesus called him the God of this world. He is the one who still controls those who are unsaved. They're under the dominion of the devil in this world and this worldly system. He is the evil one. Evil. Where does all evil come from? Evil is has finds its person in the devil. The reality of Satan is something we must deal with. And the fact is that if you're, a, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus protects you from the evil one and he cannot grasp you. Now you are held by Jesus Christ and you cannot be touched by the devil. You see, there's something about Satan and the devil that we need to remember. He is relentless. He never stops. He never stops. Some of us will... We'll go through a hard patch. We'll go through a hard season of temptation. We'll say to ourselves, well, I'm glad that's over. Maybe I'll get a rest. No, no, you won't get a rest. Because this enemy is relentless. He doesn't stop at anything. He and his band of hordes, the demons, and all of the evil in the world system all combine together to fold in and demand conformity of every person who lives in the world he is relentless and he is methodical. He has learned, he has learned from the Garden of Eden all the way to this very generation why the generations of dealing with humans, with mankind has taught him much about mankind's behavior and now he is methodical and he has strategies and he has various ways that he comes after every believer in this room. And he is here to tempt and he is here uh, to trouble you as a believer. He cannot take you to hell. You've been saved by the grace of God. But he can stir you and he can accuse you and he can assault you in many ways. If you've not paid attention to your enemy, the devil, you must pay attention. The Lord said he speaks lies because that is his nature to lie. He is a liar and the father of lies. He has been a liar from the beginning. Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against this evil one and all of those principalities and powers. The Lord Jesus through the cross and through his resurrection has disarmed the, has disarmed the devil. He has no longer any power, only the power of those who would think that he has such. And the, the Lord Jesus Christ protects us to the end. I want to read you a wonderful, sweet verse uh, from John 17, the prayer of the Lord Jesus. John 17, 12 says, as Jesus prays to the father, I was with them and I was keeping them in your name. Listen, listen to these words. I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. And I guarded them and no one of them perished 
but the son of perdition so that scripture might be fulfilled. This is why our great high priest, listen my friends, we've talked about this together. This is why our great high priest, we go to the throne of grace to find help. We need help over the evil one and his temptations because they are strong. They change through the seasons of life, but nevertheless they are there. And the Lord Jesus promises to guard us. He guards us. He sends the Holy Spirit. We have the love of God the Father. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we have the Lord Jesus in heaven who all provide for us protection. He guards us and they keep, and God the Father, Son, and Spirit keep us secure forever. That's why the Lord said, I give them eternal life. Listen, this is, this is what you get from the gospel. I give them eternal life, John 10, 28. And they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. There's one who would like to snatch you back away from the Lord Jesus and that's the devil, but he can't do it. You now belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and you are kept by him forever. Praise the Lord. That's why we're called overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the lamb. Finally, believers know they are children of God in a world controlled by the evil one. Now let's talk a little bit about the devil and his world. You know, sometimes uh, people in the world look at us and say, you know, so why do you have such bad attitudes about the world? It's not that we have bad attitudes about the world because we all have been saved out of the world. We're called the church, the called out ones. The called out ones, we were called out of the world. We've been called out of our sin. We've been called out of living in wickedness and godlessness. Now we're called out ones. We are the church. Uh, we are the ecclesia. We are God's called out ones, but we are sent back in to what we've been called out of. And now we read these wonderful words in verse 19. We know that we are of God. We know that we are of God. I'm standing here with the privilege of looking this hour, like last hour, at a group of followers of Jesus. We are of God. Those of us who know Jesus Christ in this room, we are of God. We are of God. We know that we are of God. We are of God. We celebrate that we are children of God. We are of God. We are born of God. We have a new spirit within us. We have a new nature in us. We have new desires in us. We are of God. But notice verse 19, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. You see, it's not a but statement. It's an and statement. These two thoughts are combined. We know that we are of God and the whole world is in the hands and control of the evil one. That's what we are. We are in the world as God's people. We are in the world as followers of Jesus. When you go to school, when you go with your friends, when you go to the store, when you go to work, when you go to your neighbors in the neighborhood, we are in the world, but we've been called out of it, but we are of him. He scatters us like salt and light. We are the light of the world. We are those who go to tell of the glories of what it means to be saved to a world living in darkness, in bondage and sadness. So what has John taught us about the world? I thought this would be good as we finish today 
because this is the way we remember that we are of God in a world controlled by the evil one. Now just take your Bible, you're in 1 John, it'll be easy to follow along. Let me just read you along some verses we've learned about the world. First of all, in 1 John 2.15, do not love the world. Do not love the world, 1 John 2.15, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see, our love is for God. Our love is for God. We love Him because He first loved us. We learned in 1 John. We have a love relationship with God because He has loved us. And we no longer love the world. We no longer love the world nor the things in the world. All that's in the world, 1 John 2.16, all that's in the world. Lust of flesh, lust of eyes, the boastful pride of life. They're not from the Father, they're from the world. Believers know that in this world there are false teachings about Jesus Christ. There's religious error. There are lies. The devil promotes lies in the world. We read in 1 John chapter 4, uh, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Verse 1, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The world is filled with false religion and lies. And how do you determine the truth from the lie? Verse number 2 of 1 John 4, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, has come in the flesh is from God. We also recognize that there is one who is in us who is greater than he who is in the world. That's what we saw, 1 John 4, 4. You are from God. You are from God, church. You are from God. You are from God, little children, and you have overcome them. That is, these lies, these falsehoods. And greater, because greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. And believers know that they are followers of Jesus Christ and we live with confidence in the world. 1 John 4, 17. By this, love is perfected with us. Now I've talked to you about this. Perfected love is a statement talking about assurance. What is perfected love? Perfected love is when I have assurance in my mind, regardless, listen, of what I face in the world. Love perfected with us is this, that we have confidence in the day of judgment. We're not going to be judged for our sin because praise God, we've been saved. But we are as he is, even though we're in the world. That's who you are today, my Christian friend. You are, you are of God in a godless world. You Don't try to color the world. Don't try to make it gray. It's black and white. It's black and white. The church has struggled for all these generations. We've gone back and forth on the pendulum where we completely ignore the world, reject the world that we have a responsibility in it, and clear to the other end, we want to look just like the world. We think over here, well, if we just look like the world, talk like the world, put a little bit of Jesus with it, then they're going to come. They never come. They never come. It just further corrupts the truth. You see, we now are, as John the Apostle says, we are of God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. You see, if you don't know the power of the evil one, I'll give you, I'll give you a way to know. Go share the gospel with somebody this week. Go share the gospel with somebody this week and watch 
Watch how hard it is for someone to say yes to Jesus when they've got everything they need in this world. You see, the power of the evil one and his system to hold people in their bondage is why we go and share the gospel. We share the good news that people can be set free, that the light will come on and they will see men love the darkness more than they love the light. But we are light bearers. You cannot hide your light. You, we are of God. We are salt. We are light. And the whole world lies in the hands, the power of the devil. So what have we seen here today? 1 John 5, 5. Who is the one who overcomes the world? He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. We go to our graves saying, Jesus Christ, Son of God. I follow Jesus Christ, Son of God, and I am unashamed. So what do we remember as we go? Rejoice in the assurance of permanent protection, my friends. Through Jesus Christ the Lord, rejoice, rejoice. You have a protection through the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the work of God the Father and His love for you, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in you, and the priestly work of the Lord Jesus in heaven this very moment. You are a protected one because of your relationship to Jesus Christ. So resist the devil by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time resistance. It's a daily resistance. You must recognize that if you follow Jesus Christ, you have an enemy who is real. As students, as young people, and adults of all ages, you must pay attention to his tricks and his schemes. Resist him. Put on the armor of God. And stand against him and refuse to love the world. Listen, there's no shiny thing in the world that's going to give you any lasting peace. There's no shiny thing. They all look so shiny. Eve saw that apple. It looked so good. It, looked, it was so appealing. And she took it and she ate it and disobeyed God. Don't love the world. Refuse to love the world. Love God. Don't love the world. And as you do, you will experience the overcoming power of God in your life. We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him. And the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. One last thing. This is where we'll... Dwell next week as we finish Blessed Assurance. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, guard yourself from idols. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. Do you know the signs of the seasons and their changing? But you do not see all around you the signs of His coming. The Lord Jesus is at the door. And so we pray as a church, come Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening.